Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blue Nation podcast. This is the final in a part of three videos I've been recorded in a row. And before we start, I want to preface it by uh, just giving an announcement. And that is, I'm back at school and therefore, and I've got, that's a really important year, I've got exams. So I won't be able to devote as much time uh, to this podcast, but I still love it. So there will probably be occasional uploads every now and again, but not on a fixed schedule, at least. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it, so please help support grow, and that ask me to do more content. So remember to follow us on Twitter, on YouTube, on our Spotify, or any other platform you can find us on. Uh, we're not currently on Apple Podcasts at the moment, though hopefully that will change. And, yeah, that's get on with the show. So we've got three topics to discuss. We're going to be discussing party, uh, recent party conferences for Labour and Conservatives, the Newcastle takeover, and the proposed changes to the Northern Ireland protocol. So the first topic for today, we're going to do be doing a recap of the recent party conferences. So uh, a Sky poll indicated that the public preferred Keir Starmer's speech, which really surprised me, uh, because people generally like Boris's speeches, they're very, very light on policy, um, generally, and, and we're going to be discussing this. But it's very much riddled with jokes and different funny moments. That's what he tries, and it, tries to do. And uh, the big focus of the Conservatives' party conference was this, um, the levelling up scheme that they sort of tossed around a couple of years ago during election but now in the last couple of months are really pushing hard on. Although it is been clear on what levelling up exactly is, uh, the general idea is that it will improve wages in the general area of the North, which is very important in the North of England. Regardless of your opinion, uh, political opinions, I think we can all agree there are regional inequalities that need to be solved within the UK. However, um, it is been clear on how exactly he intends to do that when he was, we sort of get that idea that that includes previous policies like having more police officers and the town's fund, but it would be better if he was more, uh, more hard-hitting and detailed on policy. And many have claimed that he's economically illiterate, which I'm, I'm sure it's not economically illiterate, but he could definitely get squeeze some more of that in rather than the jokes. I know that makes him likeable, makes him who he is, but at the end of the day, he's Prime Minister, and we want to hear these changes. And uh, this is a very interesting situation, because Keir Starmer uh, had his conference, and he was heckled numerous times uh, in his speech, which was at the backdrop of a conference, uh, which had many Corbyn supporters in different meetings, around the conference outside of it uh, and they're opposed to the current Labour leadership and Starmer is making changes to it and it's very controversial and not many of them being able to pass because of uh, party members however they would if they were to pass they would be able to uh, protect Labour future and the more electable which is their main aim now, Keir Starmer published a massive 10,000-word essay uh, under which he described 
what he stands for because many people are unclear and I doubt many people will read uh, a massive long essay but he just needs to include him on his speech that's what he needs to do and at least we have a reference point now for exactly what he wants to do uh, and of course uh, this is a very interesting situation because Keir Starmer was previously described especially by Boris Johnson as someone who like tosses around buzzwords rather than actually detailing how he would do things differently to the government. However, still uh, now the roles are switched, at least in the party conference, and the public prefers Starmer's speech. And that's very interesting, is worrying. Uh, I think the lead at the moment is about 10 points for Conservatives over um, Labour, but yeah, that's it. And I'd personally tell Labour to ditch a trade union vote. For I know that'd be very controversial, of course, and it'd be very hard to pass because the trade unions have a massive say. But for Labour itself, I think they do need uh, to have some more focus on party members when electing leaders. But hopefully, Boris Johnson can get a bit more hard on policy because he definitely needs to, as he is the Prime Minister, and as he aims to solve problems in this country. We're going to be discussing is the proposal uh, that the EU's, EU have made to the Northern Ireland Protocol. So these proposals include, if I can find them, one second, I'm really sorry. Uh, so they're proposing most food products will not need to be physically checked when arriving into Northern Ireland from Great Britain a cut to the required administration for Northern Ireland importers, expanded trusted trade agreements, minimal products and companies are exempt from customs tariffs and changes to current laws to ensure no disruption to moving medicines across the Irish Sea. So, what, what do we think of these changes? I personally believe, uh, I'm really surprised they've made such deep concessions early on, but I believe they could go a bit further than that. I believe we can pressurise them to make even more changes. We need to get rid of that Irish border in the sea. And it's really important that we do that. And uh, DUP MP Ian Paisley commented that Boris Johnson, before the 2019 general election, promised to rip up the Northern Ireland Protocol. It's only temporary. He was trying to say behind uh, the backs of the public. And, you know, I agree, it's something that needs to change. It's clearly an issue. It's dividing Northern Ireland, cause lots of tension over there. And I hope that we can make some considerable changes and maintain a good relationship with the EU, a very close trading relationship, but at the same time, making very, uh, making sure that sovereignty and unity of our nation remains intact. And now, on to the next topic for today, which is the Newcastle takeover. So, I was very happy that Newcastle got taken over by Saudi Arabia, uh, partly because I'm a Newcastle United fan, and they will become a massive club, almost certainly, and a very successful one at that. And it's I'm overjoyed by it. However, there are some... Uh, issues with it, understandably. So, 
the main issue revolves around who is exactly buying Newcastle. So the consortium that has bought it is made up 10% of PCB Capital Partners, which is a British investment fund, 10% of the Rubin Brothers, which are famous uh, British state uh, estate agents, not estate agents, but in like, yeah, property magnets and 80% of the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia which is backed by the Saudi royal family. Now their problem is with this many people said it is sport washing and that and this is what Saudi Arabia has been trying to do over the last few years it's been trying to buy lots it's trying to buy itself into many international funds they have the money they have the funds and uh, you know it's an oil country and they've also done stuff like housing. Many people uh, admit the fact that these Middle Eastern countries are more than just oil. They've done lots of other stuff in terms of investment. And they could survive without oil, definitely. They're not dependent on it. Um, however, they have been uh, investing in the world and that's brought them more to the limelight. So I would argue, and this is without biases, that potentially this could lead to positive changes for Saudi Arabia as they as they've been forced to make the last few years, such as allowing them to drive or enter sports stadiums. And rather than it being sport washing, which of course many people would see it as trying to make their reputation look better, when in fact there been like you know lots of bad crimes. So on the international morally wrong, a bit like Jamal Khashoggi being murdered, which is widely believed to have been uh, by the Saudi Arabian government. Uh, but there's a need for Saudi Arabia to westernize as it increases its and strengthens its position on the world stage. But I would argue that uh, also, and this is almost definite actually, it's more than just an argument, that it would bring investment to the northeast, which is the most neglected area uh, in terms of like regions of the UK. It's behind all the others, and this can factor into government stuff in a program. In fact, uh, however, and you know this is very uh, crucial for the area uh, because it would be a very a popular football club. So many tourists would come to the area purely because of that reason. And also the actual club itself could invest in other facilities to help the Northeast. So I would argue it could have a positive impact more than a negative one. So that's all for today. Hope you enjoyed it. And until next time.